Hey, 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 this is Janet Dalglish and welcome to the Empress Zone. I help smart, rebellious women like you get the most juice and joy out of their lives because you deserve joyful success, not success that's been achieved through struggle, sacrifice and misery. So if that sounds like something you'd like more of, listen on. Good afternoon, my friends. So today I want to talk about the idea of compassionate leadership. Because here's the thing, if you're the empress of your own life, we know that empires do not have a squeaky clean record when it comes to being benevolent. (laughs) Mostly they're known for brutality, colonizing and conquest. And when I was thinking about the term empress, I really thought about this because I'm not talking about, you know, you guys know this, I'm not talking about you going and conquering other lands. What I'm talking about always is our ability to be the one in charge of our own lives. And I want to focus our attention on the benevolent, compassionate leadership that can occur, that depend, and this is very much down to the individual emperor. So, I was watching a documentary with my um, with my husband the other day and we learned something. He, my husband and I have both been archaeology nerds for as long as I can remember, but we're not the kind who go out and dig in the actual ground. We just sit back on the couch and watch other people do it in ad infinitum. We'll watch, we'll watch a documentary on archaeology at the drop of a hat. And we've watched heaps and heaps of documentaries about the Roman Empire generally and specifically about the story of Pompeii which I'm sure you will remember. Pompeii lies, was a, a, an ancient Roman city and uh, that, at, in, that lay at the foothills of Mount Vesuvius, just around the edge of the Bay of Naples. Um, and in 79 AD, massive eruption, uh, out of a town of 15,000 people, they think somewhere between three to 5,000 people perished and everybody else got away. And uh, the 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 eruption itself took 24 to 48 hours to fully have its impact. So there was time for people to get away, but it would have been terrifying. The streets would have been, the roads would have been clogged with refugees. Nobody knew at that stage because nobody, there, it had not had this big an eruption during living, you know, during um, recent history. Nobody realized that if, if you were to the south of Mount Vesuvius, if you were within 10 miles you were going to likely going to die in this very, very, very um, uh, catastrophic event called the pyroclastic flow, which is or pyroclastic surge, which is where all the ash that's been suspended up in the air for the last twenty four hours suddenly the the column collapses, and the the ash, which is superheated, five hundred degrees Celsius. I have no idea what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's not survivable. It's like being flash, flash burned um, in an instant. And so the, the, the extent of casualties, the, the rate of casualty was very high. And it was also, extra, it must have been extraordinarily traumatic. People fled with nothing, with very little. Uh, there was looting going on. There were, we don't, we don't know for sure, but it's, there was probably some violence as people struggled to get the last boats to, to get away over the bay or tried to for, force their way along the road that was clogged with other refugees. It's hard to imagine. So 
We all know that this classic vision of the Roman Empire is it's brutal. You've got Nero fiddling while Rome burned. You've got um, the senators assassinating Julius Caesar. We've got it's a it's a very brutal empire. That's the way we always see it. And I've watched so many documentaries about Pompeii, and it's always about the terrible deaths and and the the disaster and what happened and the, you know, the details of what the volcano did. And for the first time, two days ago, we were watching a documentary and they talked about what happened after the eruption. The Roman Empire in Italy had a system of message transport, uh, which is basically like a public postal service. And messages could get from where Pompeii was to Rome in a day through a series of messengers, kind of like the Pony Express, where you had every 12 miles there was a, a, a little station where you'd have change of horse and a new messenger who could take the keep the letter going or just the same messenger taking a new horse. So the word about this terrible eruption reached Rome really while it was still happening. And immediately the Emperor Titus organised relief There was Pompeii, there was another town called Herculaneum, which was also massively destroyed. Not only did he open the public coffers to create a a huge ton of money to go towards relief, he sent two of his senators to oversee the relief work. And the town of Cumo, which is to the west of Naples, um, along the bay, it's now an ancient ruin, but at the time it it was an established town, it became the new home for these refugees. That's where the refugees ended up. And Titus sent money and expertise to oversee the building of new public infrastructure to support this this huge influx of people. They couldn't go home. Herculaneum was buried under 25 metres of volcanic ash, which hardened like concrete. Pompeii was similarly buried beneath layers of, of, of volcanic ash. They couldn't go home. They had nowhere else to go. And Titus organised very quickly, this massive relief effort. And Kumo shows signs of sudden building projects, the necropolis, which is the where the, the city of the dead, temples, bathhouses, all of these public buildings. Not only that, Titus, his, his successor, the next emperor in line, Domitian, continued that relief work. Families settled to the point where the town, of, the, the town itself had a, an area called the Herculean Quarter, which was named for the fact that families from Herculaneum settled there. This this extraordinary vision, this little moment, this little snapshot of how an ancient emperor or two ancient emperors handled a massive catastrophe is something that it's really powerful to remind ourselves that when we're thinking about our own life our own psyche our own experience when we have these moments that feel like major catastrophe even if it's not an actual volcanic eruption even if it's not an actual uh, uh you know unexpected news unexpected diagnosis death of a loved one um whatever it might be these moments where in that in that immediate moment it feels like oh my god this is a catastrophe i've no idea what to do um, I think it's really important for us to remember as the empresses of our own life, we can kind of step back into that empress role, let it be okay that 
a part of our psyche is struggling down the road with all the other refugees no no idea where they're going to live no idea how they're going to get food no idea what's going to happen and have compassion for that part of ourselves what resource do, does that part of me need right now does it need me to provide bread does it need me to provide rest does it need me to create uh, a new home not a literal one a, metaphor, a metaphorical one what can I do right now that will bring the fastest and most effective relief to that part of me which is suffering? Because if Titus and Domitian could do it for the inhabitants of Pompeii and Herculaneum, then I'm pretty sure that you can do it for your own psyche. You can do it for those parts of you which are temporarily or which can temporarily go into that um those moments that feel like such a volcanic eruption when things, even when external things are still ticking along perfectly fine. We can have those days where it just feels like we're in the middle of a, a freaking volcano eruption. And the key here is do not be an empress like Nero. No fiddling while Rome burns. Do not be an empress like Caligula. No torturing yourself for no good reason other than because you know it's a habit and it's what you do don't do any of that (laughs) be one of those compassionate leaders within your own life be like Titus be like Domitian and bring relief to the suffering to the ones who are suffering which in this case might just be that part of you that is experiencing whatever it's experiencing All right, that's it from me for today. Enjoy. And if you're curious about more information on Titus, Domitian, Pompeii and Herculaneum, I wish you joy of the Googles. (laughs) All right, lovies. Talk to you again soon. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope this was useful or fun or interesting. If you'd like to get in touch with any questions or comments, you'll find all my contact details in the show notes. Love you lots. See you next time.